Shalom to all. Today's office is Yushalmi Brachas Daf Lamed Beis. We are starting Lamed Aleph Lamed Beis at the bottom with the brand new parak. And in the Vilna Tzur Sadaf, it's at the bottom of Chaf Amid Aleph. And today's office sponsor Lilu Nishmas Maris Miriam Sarah Basab Yaakov Meisha Her Neshama Shana Havin Aliyah. And the Mishnah says Misha Mesa Mutalafanov, someone whose mace is in front of him, Potter Mikriashma Menatfilin. He's Potter from Kriashma and Tfilin. Now, number one, Mesa, his mace refers to one of the seven immediate relatives the one is chayv to be misabel for: mother, father, sister, brother, son, daughter, and spouse. Number two, Mutalafanov does not mean it's literally in front of him, it means that it's incumbent upon him to bury this person. Now, this person who's Mesa Mutal of is called an Oinain. He's in the state of Aninos, and he's Potter because Isaac Mitzvah Potter Mitzvah. He's involved in the Mitzvah of burying the dead. Now, once the Mesa is buried, he becomes an Avel, and at the end of today's daf, we're going to start talking about precisely when Avela starts. And the mission continues regarding Noise Amita, those that are carrying the Mita, Vichilufehen, and those that are going to change places with them, Vichilufehen, and those that are going to change places with those people, regarding those that are in front of the Mita and behind the Mita. So this is the halacha, whomever the mita needs, the people that are currently carrying it, the ones that are going to change places with them, so they're potter because they're Isaac B'mitzvah. If the mita doesn't need them anymore, these are people that are behind the mita, they're not going to be carrying the mita, so chayavin, they are chayav. And Laman Be'ezom Alpha on top, the Mishnah concludes, Elu elu everyone that's involved in the Levaya is potter from Tfilah, they're potter from Daim Shemayna Esrei, that's because a person has to stand in their place in order to daven, and they're not able to stop for a significant amount of time in the middle of the Levaya to daven Shemayna Esrei. Shema, they can pause for just a moment and say the first Pasuk, but Shemayna Esrei, they're not able to do that, so everyone's Pater from Shemayna Esrei. And now the Gemara quotes a part of the Mishnah, Misha Mesa Mutalafana, Vachulu. Now we're going to ask a question. Tani, we have a Brayse woman at Tfilin, as we said in our Mishnah as well, and this Brayse tells us that this Oinin is Pater from Tfilin. But now we have a question. Avel Biyayma Rishain, Ainin Naisin Tfilin. And Avel, the first day he's in Avelis, he does not wear Tfilin. Biyayma Shani, on the second day, who Naisin Tfilin, he does wear Tfilin. Vimbo Panam Chadashas. However, if new people come to be Menachem Avel, who Chaltan has to take them off, Kol Sheva, that's for the entirety of the seven days. Opinion, meaning even though Rabbi Ezra says that from day two and on he can wear his fillin, still he would have to take them off if new people come to Menachem Avel. Now Rabbi Shua, Rabbi Shua says, Barishanu Bashani on the first and second day of Avelos, ain't a nice fillin, he does not wear tfilin. By Yamashlishi, a nice fillin, on the third day he wears tfilin, and if new people come to Menachem Avel, he does not have to take them off. Now here's the question, in Bayamashani, ain't a nice fillin, if even on the second day of Avelos he doesn't wear tfilin, so Tsurchalamema, do we really have to say in our Mishnah and the Brisa, Misha Mesa Mutala? Of that his mace is in front of him, meaning he's an oinain, he doesn't wear tefillin. It's obvious he doesn't wear tefillin. If even in a state of Avelis he doesn't wear tefillin, so of course when he's an oinain, he doesn't wear tefillin. That's important to note. This question is not only coming from Rabbi Shua, it's also coming from Rabbi Ezer that says on the first day of Avelis he doesn't wear tefillin. The bottom line is the Brisa says very clearly day one and maybe even day two of Avelis he doesn't wear tefillin. So why do we need our Mishnah to tell us that an oinain doesn't wear tefillin? Of course he's not going to wear tefillin. So the answer is El begin the Tanada Tanada. Since our Mishnah had told us that he's potter from Shema, so it also mentions that he's potter from wearing tefillin, but that's obvious. It doesn't really need to say that. And now talking about this machlokas between Rabbi Yezer and Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Zeir, in the name of Rabbi Yermia B'Shem Rav, says, Halacha Rabbi Yezer B'Nesina. The halachas of Rabbi Yezer in regards to putting tefillin on, which means already day two of Avelis, a person puts tefillin on, Uk Rabbi Yeshua B'Chalitza, and the halachas of Rabbi Yeshua in regards to taking tefillin off, that if Panam Chadashas comes, he doesn't have to take them off. Now Rabbi Zeir Abay, he asked the following question, Nasan Bayim Asheni Rabbi like Rebel Yezer. In Shitas Rebel Yezer, do we go like Rebel Yeshua that he doesn't have to take off those tefillin if Panam Chadashis comes? Now let's just understand this question because on the surface, he should have to take those tefillin off. Why is that? Because neither of these Tanaim allow an Avel to wear tefillin on the second day when there's new people there. Rebel Yeshua doesn't even allow tefillin at all on the second day and Rebel Yezer, who does allow them on the second day, requires them to be removed for Panam Chadashis. So what exactly is the question? Since we said that we pasken like Rebel Yeshua that one doesn't need to remove his tefillin once he's allowed to wear them, even when there's Panam Chadashis, 
So maybe we're makel like Rabbi Yeshua even on the second day, because after all, we pass on like Rabbi Yezer that he's allowed to wear them on the second day. And the Gemara tells us, "Am Rabbi Yisrael Vikani, it is so. Nasan Sheni If you put his tefillin on the second day, like Rabbi Yezer, because that's how we paskin, Nasan Rabbi Yezer Kribbe Yeshua Shaloi Lachloit. In Rabbi Yezer's opinion, we go like Rabbi Yeshua that he does not have to take his tefillin off. And what's the proof to that? Vin Kani, if the opposite was true, that he would have to take his tefillin off. So name a halacha Kribbe Yezer. Why don't we just say that the halacha is like Rabbi Yezer on the second day, and the halacha is like Rabbi Yeshua on the third day? If we said that, then the halacha would be very clear. On the second day, he's allowed to wear tefillin, but if Panam Chadashas comes, he would have to take them off. And on the third day and on, he's allowed to wear tefillin, and he doesn't have to take them off if Panam Chadashas comes. But we didn't say that. All we said is that the halacha is like Rebbe Yezer in regards to putting his tefillin on, and the halacha is like Rebbe Shua in regards to taking them off, implying that on the second day, he's allowed to wear tefillin, and he doesn't even have to take them off if Panam Chadashas comes. Now, Laman Bezo and Bezo on the top, regarding why an Ainain does not wear tefillin, Amr of Bon, it says in the Pasuk, Laman in order that you should remember the day of your leaving Mitzrayim, all the days of your life. What do we learn from here? You only wear tefillin on days that you're involved with the living. But not on days that you have to be Isaac with a mace. And since he's being Isaac with a mace as an Oynin, he doesn't wear tefillin. Now, continuing with this, Tani, we have a Brisa, if he wants to be Machmer on himself and say Shema as an Oynin, we do not listen to him. Meaning, not only is he Pater from Shema, he's not allowed to say Shema. But now, the Gemara asks Lama, why is that? Is it because of the cover of the mace? If he goes off to start saying Shema, that shows that he doesn't really care so much about the mace. So maybe that's the reason why he's not allowed to say Shema. Or perhaps, maybe it's because there's no one else to take care of his load for him. His load is the mace that he has to take care of, and he has to be completely free and available to take care of the mace, and that's why he's not allowed to say Shema. So the Gemara says, What's the difference between them? Meaning, what's the nafkamino? What comes out from this? Let's say, He has someone to take care of the mace. Let's say his sister passed away, but his sister's husband is taking care of her. So he has someone else taking care of this immediate relative of his, or his father passed away and one of his brothers is taking care of his father so he doesn't have to be involved in it. So in Tamar Mipnei Kvedesh Mace, if you want to say the reason why he's not allowed to say Shema as an Oynein is because the covenant in the Mace, Usr, it would still be Usr for him to say Shema. If you want to say that the reason why he's not allowed to say Shema as an Oynein is because there's no one else to take care of his load for him, he has someone to take care of his load for him. Now the Gemara tries to prove that it has to do with Kavad Mace. Vatani, we have a Bryce that says, that an Oynein is Pater from shaking lulav. The assumption right now is that this Bryce is talking about the first day of Sukkot, and we know that one is not allowed to be involved in Kavura on the first day of Yontif, so it's like someone else is taking care of the Kavura, and nonetheless, he's Pater from lulav. So Gemara says that's not a riot because Tiftar Bukhal, we could explain that Bryce to be talking about Cholamayid, and Cholamayid, he is allowed to be involved in burial. The Gemara tries to bring another Raya of Atani. We have a different Bryce that says Pater mit Kiyas Shaifer, that he's Pater from Tkiyas Shaifer, and is the Cholamaymer Bukhal? Are you able to say that this Bryce is referring to Tkiyas Shaifer during the week? There is no Tkiyas Shaifer during the week. There is no Cholamayid of Rosh Loi, be Yantif. We're obviously talking about Yantif. So once again, maybe we see from this Brisa that it all has to do with Kavad Hames. So Rabbi Chanina, he says that's not a Raya. Since he has this responsibility, it's incumbent upon him to bring an Aaron and Tachrichen burial shrouds for the Mace. Like we learned over there, this is the Mishnah Masechah Shabbos. A person could be Machshech by the Tchum, which means on Shabbos he's allowed to go to the edge of the Tchum and wait for it to become nightfall. And why is he doing that? In order to deal with something for a Kala, meaning he has to go outside the Tchum in order to cut Hadassim for a Kala, so he's already allowed to be involved in that on Shabbos. Val he's also allowed to do this for a mace, to bring him the Aaron and the Tachrichen, the burial shrouds, Chalilim Umakainanais, flutes, and the women that did the official wailing by the Levaya. So since we see that even on Shabbos, and of course Yantef, he's allowed to be involved in this, it's like he's carrying his burden, he's taking.
taking care of what's necessary for the mace. So we see that an Ainain is putter only when he's involved with the mace. But if he's not involved in the mace, it seems like he would be allowed to say Kriyashma. And now moving on to talk about Dine Avelos. When is it that they have to turn over the beds? Now, turning over the beds is something that they did in the times of the Gemara. They would turn over all the beds in the house. Nowadays, we do not have this minug. And we're not only learning from this when does a person have to turn over the beds. This is really the point when Aninos ends and Avelos begins. So we have a machalikas about this. Rebbe Yezer holds that the beds get turned over once the mace is brought out of the chatzar. Rabbi Yeshua, he says, once the gailal, the coffin, is covered over, that's when the beds are turned over. And now we have a story about this. When Rabbi Gamliel died, once the whole procession left the chatzar, Rabbi Yezer told his talmidim, turn over the beds. And once there was steamless gailal, Rabbi Yeshua said, turn over the beds, because that's his shita. Now Rabbi they told Rabbi Yeshua, we already turned them over based on the zakain, based off of what Rebbe Yezer told us. Now let's just continue a little bit more with this. Lam Gimel Amadalf on the top, Be'er of Shabbos, who Zaykev on Erev Shabbos, in preparation for Shabbos, he stands his bed up straight, Uvamayt Shabbos, who Kaifan, and on Mayt Shabbos, he turns them back over again. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continuing to talk about turning over the beds, what exactly is considered a bed that needs to be turned over, and more halachas. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.